The Miami Hurricanes win big against Bethune-Cookman, as expected. But did the Hurricanes execute our pregame objectives? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for joining us. I'm broadcasting still from an undisclosed remote location, but we are here immediately reacting to this Miami Hurricanes 48-7 win against the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Number one objective for the Hurricanes tonight was not only to win the game, but to win the game and come out of it injury-free. Obviously, Miami came into the game with some injuries from last week. Three-fourths of your starting defensive line didn't play. As expected, Cam Kinchins, after the big collision and hospitalization, thank goodness he's doing okay, but he didn't play, nor did we expect him to play. Mark Fletcher didn't play tonight, but for the guys who did take the field, Miami apparently gets out of this one injury-free, which is awesome. And folks, outside of giving up that late touchdown with second and third teamers on the field, you know, Miami, you know, they went about 58 minutes into towards pitching a shutout. They ultimately didn't. There was a lot that I liked about the execution tonight. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke played just into the second half. And TVD, who had, you know, a Heisman-type performance this past Saturday against Texas A&M, Looked incredibly sharp. He goes 19 for 23, 247 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. So he's got seven touchdowns to zero INTs over his past two performances. And guys, again, it was up against Bethune-Cookman. I get it. There wasn't a whole lot of of resistance. But now for the second game in a row, I love the rhythm and the intuition with the way Shannon Dawson calls plays. He always seems to know the proper tempo. Miami can speed it up when they need to, and they can slow it down, and they constantly keep the defense off balance. And guys, the balance between passing plays and running plays, it's like a symphony. Um, Heading into this game, I, I really thought, you know, Miami's offensive line is just going to be able to bully the Wildcats so easily. TVD may only throw seven or eight times, right? They may just keep pounding the rock over and over and over again. But I thought Miami really used this opportunity to kind of simulate, you know, game situations for later on this season because obviously the opponents are going to be tougher from here on out and you're starting your ACC schedule in a, in a few weeks Uh, So I thought the way that Miami balanced the run versus the pass was great. We see uh, Jacoby George scoring another touchdown in this one. That's becoming a regular thing. He scored three against Texas A&M. Xavier Restrepo, man, I love how on ACC Network, they've started calling X Yak Daddy. (laughs) Yak Daddy did it again. 
He put up almost identical numbers to what he had against the Aggies last week. Six catches, 120 yards for Xavier Restrepo. You know, Colby Young was the only one out of those three starters that, like, didn't have a perfect game. But, you know, he did have that one drop in the end zone. The pass was actually pretty well defended, but it was in his hands. He probably should have caught it. And then a play or two later, he fumbled into the end zone, ultimately for a touchback. However, I thought the officials screwed up not calling that targeting. They initially called it targeting the hit, helmet-to-helmet hit that forced the fumble into the end zone. They initially called it targeting. I thought they got it right on the first call, and then they overruled the targeting. I, they didn't go through the logic with us because that's not how officiating works, unfortunately. Uh, but my what I imagine is since Young kind of lowered his head to try and sort of uh, glide into the end zone, they probably thought it wasn't necessarily the defender's fault that it was helmet-to-helmet because Young lowered his head still... I thought the trajectory, I thought that was targeting, and had there not been targeting, had it been a regular legal tackle, I don't think Young would have fumbled, but that was basically the only kind of imperfection you had with the starting offense on the field was that fumble into the end zone, which I thought shouldn't have even counted because I thought the targeting should have been valid on that play. But let me tell you something, guys. First team offense, arguably... The best performer, well, you can't even necessarily say first teamer, but he was out there with a lot of the starters. Don Chaney Jr. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm just so happy for the young man that he's healthy now after essentially missing the past two seasons due to injury. And Chaney looks like a beast out there. The patience with the way that he runs. Um, how he embraces contact and knocks defenders back. And he didn't just do that, uh, you know, against uh, against Bethune-Cookman. We saw him do it week one as well when he scored a touchdown against Miami, Ohio. And, you know, he basically, that the, the drive that made it 27-0 Miami, that was the Don Chaney Jr. drive. He was the entire offense that drive, four carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. But my favorite run out of all of those was actually an assist from his offensive line. Seems like Miami's O-line does this at least once per game now, where the running back is kind of stopped by the contact, but it hasn't quite reached the point where the officials are going to blow it dead. And then the offensive line pushes him an extra eight, nine yards. It was incredible. It's like he was crowd surfing en route to a 17-yard gain. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the way... Kiko Maui Noah played at linebacker today. We saw him force a turnover in a third quarter drive when Bethune Cookman was looking like they might actually turn it into a scoring drive. Kiko flips the field immediately. Great to see Brashard Smith score a touchdown uh, in this one. Let me let me go through the uh, the touchdowns Miami had, the rushing and receiving touchdowns. AJ Allen got into the end zone twice. I thought he looked fan. I know I mentioned Cheney first because Cheney had an incredible drive. But A.J. Allen scored two touchdowns today. Those are his first two touchdowns in a Miami Hurricanes uniform. He runs with great vision and patience and burst as well. Really, really talented back. So we had uh, Allen scoring two rushing touchdowns. Chris Johnson Jr. Oh, I hadn't even talked about the young guys who got in the game yet, but we saw Chris Johnson put his speed on display to score a touchdown. That was fantastic. Tyler Van Dyke scored a rushing touchdown in the game. 
I'm glad I looked over that stat again because guys, not only did TVD look really sharp throwing the football on Miami's opening drive, which was an opening touchdown drive, Van Dyke on a design run picked up a big first down on I think a 10 or 11 yard gain and then Van Dyke scored a rushing touchdown on that drive. You know, I know he's trademarked Tyler Van Dimes, but on that drive, I was calling him Tyler Van Vick with the way that he was running the football. That was really good stuff. Uh, folks, before we go any further and talk about the young guys, because the young guys got in this game, actually one of the young guys started the game and played for a long time, I want to talk to you friends about FanDuel. Oh, we are having so much fun. The NFL season is underway. We're into week two now. You get incredible offers from FanDuel, and it's America's number one sports book because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's a great deal. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the spreads to player props, money lines, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, I hope you join our exclusive SMS texting campaign through subtext. I include the link in the show description below. You get text messages directly from my phone to yours uh, with all sorts of breaking news, observations, practice reports, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones with me. Try it free for 14 days by clicking the link in the show description below. And if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We try to give you a lot of extra added value on there. So 48-7, to the Miami Hurricanes beat Bethune-Cookman. Reuben Bain started the game. He gets a sack in this one. And I know it's against Bethune-Cookman. I have to say that multiple times because if I don't say it, I'm going to get YouTube comments like, Dono, that, that, why, why are you praising these guys? That, that was a high school team that they played today. You got to play the team that's in front of you, all right? Reuben Bain was a problem. <laughs> Reuben Bain was wreaking havoc in that Bethune-Cookman backfield. In fact, Reuben Bain is the reason why their starting quarterback, Sprague, didn't finish the game. He started the game in the first quarter. Reuben, like, suplexed the guy on his shoulder and he gets his shoulder injured, and they use like two other quarterbacks throughout the game, Bethea and Simmons. Simmons was the guy who eventually scored the touchdown for Bethune-Cookman. Uh, but Reuben Bain, I thought, really looked really good. Jaden Wayne. Jaden Wayne had an open field tackle in the game that I, very, very sound technique. That young man's going to be a problem for opposing teams for many, many years to come. We saw a lot of uh, Robbie Washington in the second half catching passes. And let's talk about the man that was throwing him the football. 
Emery Williams, not Jakari Brown, Emery Williams gets into the game in the second half and really outside of one mistake he made, a play that he was able to bounce off what should have been a sack, just poor tackling by the Bethune defender and Emery was able to bounce off of that, but then he tried so hard to make a play. He threw it into double coverage, was lucky it didn't get intercepted. Learning experience, it wasn't intercepted, thankfully. Learning experience for the true freshman quarterback. Outside of that play, Emery was dynamite. Williams, um, he looks, he's, he's got the body for it. Six foot five, 220 plus, very strong arm. Um, but he's also got the maturity. You can see the way he goes through his reads. You can see how solid his footwork is and how good his quarterbacking mechanics are. The ball placement is very, very good. He's just a smart quarterback, and if he does end up being the heir apparent to Tyler Van Dyke once TVD moves on, I think Miami's in really good hands with Emory Williams, who goes 9 for 11 for 102 yards. Uh, so Miami's receivers today, Restrepo, 6 for 120, Young, 5 for 55, Jacoby George, 5 for 52 and a touchdown. Brashard Smith, 3 for 55 and a touchdown. Ray Ray Joseph had three catches for five yards. They tried a gadget play for Ray Ray that just he couldn't, couldn't get by the first guy. It was actually well defended by Bethune-Cookman. He was tackled for a loss. It's only a matter of time before Ray Ray starts hitting the crazy touchdowns. <laughs> like we, we know it's only a matter of time. Uh, Washington Robbie had uh, two catches for 27 yards. Tyler Harrell had one catch for 14 yards. Jaleel Skinner played his first action of the season. Uh, the second year tight end had one catch for nine yards. Cam McCormick, one catch for eight. And as we see from McCormick, he's one of the best blockers on the team and he seems to be getting about one catch per game uh that's not really what he's here for he's here to block but it's a decent receiver as well and he's good uh, in space and uh henry parish had one catch for four yards out of the backfield i think the one thing that's like a little bit surprising three weeks in with the shannon dawson offense and like what am i nitpicking here because the offense has been great but we don't see a lot of catches from running backs out of the backfield have you guys noticed that? I think I, think I can count on, on one hand the amount of receptions running backs have had so far. I'm not complaining, I'm just observing, right? Because with the receivers and Tyler Van Dyke and the running game being as overall as good as it's been so far this year, I can only really nitpick, I can't complain, but I'm just a little bit surprised we haven't, uh, we haven't seen more um, out of the running backs catching passes so far. Uh, so the Hurricanes went five for six in the red zone today. The only exception was the fumble into the end zone, which I thought should have been targeting uh, when Colby Young fumbled into the end zone. Uh, Miami had another one of our objectives coming in was trying to keep penalties to a minimum. Let me find the penalties here. Where is the penalty stat? I know Miami had a had a couple. Um, where? Why am I not finding the penalties? I, maybe I'll circle back to that. I thought I had the penalties right in front of me. Uh, you know, overall it was cleaner, but again, playing against Bethune Cookman, it wasn't you know a ten penalty, hundred fifteen yard type deal like you had against Texas A and M. I guess the only other complaint I have is why does it seem like at least once per game Xavier Restrepo fields a punt inside the five yard line like what are you doing just let, let it bounce like you you don't need to feel that you don't need to try to run you know, how much can i complain about the yak daddy though when he's uh catching six balls for 120 plus yards every single week 
you know, overall, again, you know, Miami's defense, second and third teamers had a lapse, and they did give up a touchdown late in the game. Um, you can't complain about the performance. We are on now to Temple. That's going to be Miami's opponent this upcoming Saturday. The Hurricanes are 3-0, and and they came away with this one, apparently with no additional injuries to what were suffered last week against Texas A&M. So those are the blessings. Miami wins. If you guys want to support the show, make sure you subscribe to our subtext SMS texting platform. As mentioned, uh, other ways to support the show, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. And I apologize the last couple of episodes. I know the audio has sounded kind of funky because uh, I'm in a hotel room with just really, really bad Wi-Fi. So instead of recording into the software with a fancy microphone like I usually do, I'm just talking into a camera. And it's a really nice camera, but just the audio I know is not up to the standards that you guys are used to. We're gonna try to, you know, the next time I'm on a trip, we'll try and get the technology a little bit cleaner. But I appreciate you guys taking the time. Miami wins 48 to seven against Bethune-Cookman. A lot of young players, including your young freshman quarterback, got extensive playing time in this one. And we are on to the next. And we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.